Let's look once more at Philippians 1, 15 to 18. And I have just one question I want to ask or one observation I want to make, and that is how amazingly lenient Paul was with these brothers, uh, presumably brothers, at least professing brothers. They were preaching Christ from envy and rivalry, uh, from selfish ambition, with the purpose of afflicting Paul in his imprisonment. And he doesn't seem to go after them in any kind of rebuking way except to point this out. Father, as we, as we ask, what's going on here? Why the leniency? What about getting doctrine wrong? Lord, show us the priorities that Paul has and shape our own, I pray, by his. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the reasons I'm posing, one of the reasons I'm posing this question is because in Galatians, we're going to see Paul take a very different tack. One of the reasons, I think, he doesn't go after these rascals. Well, maybe we should read it first. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, envy, rivalry, selfish ambition, not sincerely, but to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense, that's this, or in truth, that's this. Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. One of the reasons I think he, he doesn't become more forceful in his criticism of these envious and um, selfish brothers is because he is going to go after them indirectly. Here's chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Do nothing from from rivalry or selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Surely the people he had just pointed out as selfish and envious and full of rivalry in, in uh, the previous verses would, would feel some, at least indirect rebuke. Same thing. Uh, later in chapter 2, where he's describing Timothy's value, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you, for I have no one, no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare, not just his own, for they all seek their own interests. Who's he talking about? probably talking about these rascals here in 15 to 18 who are full of envy and rivalry and, and uh, selfish ambition and try to afflict Paul. Now, compare Paul's attitude towards this, this gospel behavior and his attitude towards getting the gospel itself in its content wrong in Galatians 1, 6-9. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a 
different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, there isn't, but there are some. Now, here are some people, false teachers who came up from Jerusalem, some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. And here's his reaction. Even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary, contrary in its content to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary in its content, contrary, adding circumcision as a requirement to faith as a instrument of justification, for example, to the one you receive, let him be accursed. Now that is incredibly hard. Be accursed. Be accursed. Why didn't he pronounce a curse on these folks? Why didn't he say if anybody's preaching the gospel out of envy or rivalry or selfish ambition, let him be accursed? And he didn't because in Paul's mind, evidently getting the content of the gospel right is treated one way and getting it wrong is treated another way and these folks evidently even though they were they had terrible attitudes were speaking gospel truth in a way that doctrinally couldn't be faulted. And so Paul didn't pull out his biggest guns against them, but those over in Galatians 1, 6 through 9, they were getting the content of the gospel wrong. And therefore he pulled out his big, biggest guns, let them be accursed. So for Paul... He deals with those whose attitudes are wrong gently in this letter and those who get the content of the gospel wrong he deals bluntly and harshly in the other letter which I think at least should wave a flag for us make sure that we don't ever think that attitudes are all important and doctrine of lesser importance.